Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only. Hello, hello, my little chicken nuggets. Welcome to another episode of Creepy Vibes Only, and I am your host, Steph. So before I start, I, sorry, my shirt is rubbing against the desk, so that may not be pleasant to hear. All right, so uh, before I start off with what is planned for the episode, I did want to take a moment and apologize to you all. I had posted that I was going to release this episode on Tuesday because I was going to record on Monday, but I had lost my voice the week before and I had done the wedding show all weekend. So by Monday evening, my voice was not much better. So I just decided to wait it out. And by Tuesday, I started a new job, which has been really great, but very hectic and getting used to a new schedule and just a lot of changes. So instead of rushing an episode or forcing you all to listen to a ASMR bit video of from hell, I just decided to wait it out. So today we are Saturday. I am recording right now. I will edit as soon as this is over and I will publish it. So you will get uh, an episode this weekend before the one next Monday, well, in two days comes out. So yeah, this will be a weekend full of recordings. All right, so I do have an announcement to make for this episode here. Not my apology. That was just a little, wanted to address it. Uh, So again, I'm very, very sorry. So for the announcement, uh, I actually got to spend some time with my dearest little Erasmus We hung out and ate some sushi and watched videos of people getting scared on YouTube. So it was loads of fun. And while we were hanging out, we did talk about the podcast. And she has decided to officially step away from the podcast. She does not have the time anymore to really devote. She doesn't have time to give to, to research, to put some time away to record and then to edit. Um, it's just no longer feasible for her. She does have a lot going on on her plate and she just doesn't feel right to do an episode without her full energy or without being fully devoted to it. So it's not fair to, she believes it's not fair to you all to not have a to have a host that's not a hundred percent in it or not able to give a hundred percent. So for that reason, she is going to be stepping away, but she has agreed to haunt us in the future and make some apparitions here and there. So she will be a guest on the episode from time to time. Yeah, so moving forward, it is just going to be me. I will be the only host. I do not want to replace her because it wouldn't be fair. Uh, it's still our little baby and I'm just keeping the legacy of creepy vibes only alive. So what I kind of did in the last few weeks of doing the creepy reads and then this one story, I will keep that structure going and moving forward with this new chapter of creepy vibes only. I am also in the process of doing a new logo just to signify the new changes. 
So that should be coming fairly soon. And I will work on getting some guest hosts here and there. So we'll have some people popping in. But mainly it is going to be uh, just me. Just me and you. So romantic. Not really, but okay. Uh, (laughs) Alrighty, so moving on. Those are my apology and announcements for the day. We are going to miss Erasmus a lot. And we'll be happy to be haunted by her in the future. And I... Of course, it doesn't mean anything for me and her. We're still we're still basically sisters, so she's still stuck with me forever. Uh, but you just will not be delighted for angelic voice all the time. You're going to be stuck with moi. So, yes, that is that. I feel like I need to do a second apology because my uh, ADD is in full blast today. Yeah, my ADD is full on today. I am super scatterbrained. Uh, It's very hard to focus, but I'm here for you all. Oops, my computer just froze. Well, not my computer, but you know, the screen went all black. It is back. Okie dokes. Let's move on (laughs) to this segment, uh, to this episode segment of Creepy Reads. All right, so this story was a posted on Reddit by Fading Laurel. They posted this story on Ghost Stories, and I asked permission to share on the podcast, and they agreed, and we're very excited to have their story shared because it is a great story and very topical for us. So here we go. Here we go. As a kid, I used to always see shadow figures no matter the time of day. I still see them to this day, but nothing as much as I did back then. But being older now with the greatness of sharing on social media, one thing out of the many other shadows I used to always see was what I called the hat man. Funny enough, that's what he was actually called by the others. But mine looked a tad bit different to pictures online or what others have drawn. Besides being a shadow figure that everyone else's see, he was a 8-9 to nine feet tall figure who had a tall top hat as well, sort of like Abraham Lincoln's. He would have to bend his body in order to fit in my room, sometimes in a very disfigured way. Most times, I couldn't figure out if he was bending backwards hunched forward. I could also slightly make out his clothing. He wore like a suit with a bow tie and a trench coat. His arms were also ridiculously long. They went slightly past his thighs. Looking up now and reading about him out of curiosity, the only things I have found about him are sleep paralysis. But the thing is, I was never in any paralysis when seeing him. I could move perfectly. I noticed because I was so terrified at times, I would run to my parents and sleep with them for the night or turn away and hide under my covers if I knew I'd get into trouble for waking up my parents. It was almost an every night basis of me seeing things and crying. Sometimes I would have trouble sleeping and look in the corner of the room and he would suddenly appear. I've also experienced sleep paralysis plenty before when I was older and what I experienced then, not being able to make a sound or cry, the inability to move, wasn't anything like that when I would see him. 
I would also see him during the day, not as much as night, in dim rooms or in shadow places. A few times when I was older, 14 and 15, he followed me around a bit, hiding behind corners or objects. I wonder if anyone has seen or experienced this or him before. Not via sleep paralysis, like genuinely seeing him even while being wide awake during the day in a dimly lit room. Oh my goodness, that is creepy. Um, I'm very sorry that you're being stalked by the hat man, Fading Laurel, but when I read your story, I was so excited because <laughs> it immediately took me back to season one, episode three, where I did cover the hat man and was very excited to see that he, well, not excited, but kind of excited, not a happy excited. Um, but that he, it, whatever this hat man is, is still around and people are still experiencing this phenomenon. And when they mention how the hat man follows them through a day, it made me think of the stories where someone had seen them on the side of the street while driving in the middle of the day. And then the Sutter person saw the hat man sitting in their car in the middle of the day. So it does happen. It's just very rare. Um, so yeah, very cool. And if you haven't listened to episode, if you're listening backwards, go back to season one, episode three, I cover the hat men, which I thought was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. The uh, earlier episodes are a little awkward because <laughs> we're still learning how to do this. Uh, but we did some good subjects. We touched on some good topics then. Still, it was still them though. Well, for you to judge. So Yeah. Thank you so much, Fading Laurel, to let me to have let me share this on the podcast. And I will find the link to the story on Reddit, post it in the show notes so that uh, people can go check out uh, your story and potentially other stories that you have uh, that you submitted on Reddit. So, yeah, now let's move on to our story of the day. So. Uh, a small trigger warning. I am going to be talking about a car accident and there is a fatality involved. So if that's too triggering to you, I completely understand if you decide to just stop here and wait for the next episode or potentially go and re-listen to a past episode. I don't know. Do you? So yeah, so just wanted to start off with that just so I didn't uh, necessarily traumatize someone by doing the story without a trigger warning. So this is the story of the ghost of Fork River. On March 7, 2015, at 12.24 p.m., the Spanish Fork, Utah Police Force received a phone call about an overturned car in the icy water of Fork River. The car accident had actually happened the evening before, around 10.30 p.m. Jennifer Grosbeck was driving back from visiting family when she lost control of her vehicle, and struck a cement barrier while crossing the bridge over Fork River. This sent the car flying over the bridge and landing on its roof into the river. A nearby neighbor had actually heard the crash, but the car landed in a spot that couldn't be seen from the bridge, so they dismissed the sound. The cement barrier was actually blocking the car from view, so the accident was only discovered the following morning, when a local fisherman went down to the embankment to set up for the day. 
This is when he spotted the red sedan overturn in the icy river and called the police. The sedan had been in the icy water for 14 hours at this point. First responders rushed to the scene. As the firefighters and police officers were assessing how to get to the car and turn over the car from the bank, they heard a woman call out, Please, you have to help me. Help! Help me, help me! Immediately, the first responders rushed into the icy water to save the trapped woman. Unfortunately, they were too late. Jennifer, who had been driving the car, had passed away the evening before at the moment of the crash. But everyone had heard a woman calling for help. That is when they saw the car seat in the back. Jennifer was traveling with her 18-month-old daughter, Lily. The first responders found Lily unconscious, hanging upside down from the car seat with her head inches above the water. As they pulled her out of the wreck, her eyes started to flutter. The responders on scene form a human chain and pass the infant to the paramedics on site who started CPR. Lily regained consciousness at the hospital and made a miraculous full recovery. The fact that Lily survived the crash alone is a miracle. But even more miraculous is that she survived the evening in her onesie with no food or water hanging upside down inside the car. It is believed that although Jennifer had passed away during the crash, she had stayed with her daughter, keeping her safe. But what about the woman who called out for help? No one else was found on the scene. Jennifer and Lily were the only two in the car. But everyone on scene had heard someone as clear as day calling for help. One of the officers, Officer Beros, said the following when interviewed about the voice. That's the part that really sends me for a whirl. I'm not really religious, but that's what you think of. It wasn't just something that was in our heads. To me, it was plain as day because I remember hearing a voice. Officer Dewitt recounted how he answered back to the voice that so clearly was there. He remembered answering back to the pleas of help saying, we're trying, we're trying our best to get in there. It is now commonly believed that Jennifer was the woman who called out for help to get her baby to safety. Even her family believed that Jennifer stayed until her girl was found safe and went on and moved on until she knew Lily was going to be okay. And that, my friends, is the story of the ghost of Fork River. So when I first had heard about this story, it was from an episode of 911 Unexplained. And I think I've talked about this show before, but if not, it is a um, a show where first responders talk about their ghost stories or the things that they've lived during calls. And the first responders of the Fork River crash actually were on one of these episodes. And they all clear as day has, they heard someone call out. And when they were kind of figuring out how to get to the car, the way it was crashed, they didn't really think there was going to be a survivor. And I do remember them mentioning that you they could see a, a arm kind of like hanging out of the driver's side window. So they just really thought that that was it. But then the second that they heard a woman call, they immediately went into action and just rushed and pure instincts. And 
of course, miracle um, that they did hear that and were able to get to Lily right on time to save her because who knows what would have happened if they had taken their time or if the the fishermen didn't go fish that day. Um, so thankfully, she was found on time and she is alive and well today. So this sad story does have a happy ending uh, in one way. When I do research for these stories, I like, of course, the episode prompted me to look more into it. Um, it is going to be a short one, but um, I've this story, every time I hear it, I just get full like body goosies and just, I had to share it with y'all. But I did read a couple of articles just to make sure that like I got the story right. And in one of the articles, they did go through different theories of what they thought people had heard um, the voice specifically. So they kind of talk about two types of um, theories, one being a crisis apparition. So a crisis apparition is either a an apparition of a ghost that shows up once to say their final goodbyes to their loved ones uh, and family members, or is a ghost that appears in a traumatic incident. So we kind of have the two factors here. So of course, the car crash being traumatic for Jennifer as she did pass, sadly, but then her daughter was still there. So she so what, what is believed is that she didn't move on and she stayed with her daughter to to keep her safe and the love that she had for her daughter was so strong that it, it kept her alive and it also managed, it gave her the abilities to manifest and scream out for help until eventually Lily was found. Then uh, another fear is that once Jennifer passed away, she became her daughter's guardian angel. Milo may start barking. He seems upset because a neighbor arrived home. And how dare they open their car door while he's napping? Very rude of them. So going back, so they, so people believe that Jennifer is now Lily's guardian angel, which is whether or not we believe in angels. I think it's a a beautiful thought to know that unfortunately she no longer has her mother on earth but her mother is there with her everywhere and keeping her safe so who knows what it was uh one thing to note is that this isn't like something recurring like it only happened during the accident uh there's been no claims that jennifer is sticking around uh that people have heard voices after in that's in that spot or around so it really was a one-time thing so a very sad story but at the same time i find it beautiful that she was able to save her daughter and touch so many people at the same time so that is all i have for you today i will see you all again in two days so very soon i hope you had a good rest of your weekend and a good start of next week so i will see you all soon bye thank you for listening to creepy vibes only you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at creepy vibes only podcast and you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen, download our episodes, and please leave us a review, ideally a really nice one. Thanks for vibing and keeping it creepy with us. We will see you next week. Bye!